Welcome to the Jerry Gherkin Show, where we get our kicks out of watching people succeed. I'm your host, Jerry Gherkin, and that time is now. A little fun fact about me is every time the Bruno Mars song, Uptown Funk, comes on, I got, I, I just got to get after it. <laughs> Six foot three, 200 pounds, but you, you would, you wouldn't believe the moves I got. <laughs> oh, okay. I love it, Jerry. Yeah, I, hey, love I, wanna, it. I wanna welcome Tom Cole and Terry Crosby to the show. Thanks for, thanks for stopping in, guys. Hey, it's an honor to be on your podcast, Jerry. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you very much, Jerry. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, man, I could go on and on about uh, the successes you have, and uh, that's what what we do on the show is we. I get my kicks out of watching people succeed, and you guys definitely have a lot of successes, and then now um, even more successes in, in the community, and I uh, we'll just want to speak to that a little bit, um, among other things, obviously, but uh, they call you guys uh, T-squared, Tom and Terry, times two. Uh, tell us a little bit uh, about what you guys, how, how this evolution happened with uh, the Taylor Automotive family and, and what you guys were doing. Go ahead, Cross. you take it first. Oh, okay. Hey, it's just a wonderful opportunity uh, to work every day with Mr. Taylor and, and Steve Jr. And, and of course, my right-hand man, Tom Cole. Uh, he's an incredible guy. Taught me so much since I've been there. Uh, and I know, he, uh, Jerry, he doesn't like me saying this, but uh, I say it anyway. You know, he's, uh, he's taught me so many facets of uh, just uh, being a good person, just being honest, just being trustworthy and so it's it's been such a wonderful experience especially for me um, in regards to being away from um from the country for so long and then having the opportunity uh to be in a position to to have a platform to give back to the community so i'm uh, forever grateful for what i do at the automotive family things are going great uh we're really engaged and involved with the community. And, uh, you know, I couldn't ask to be more blessed at this time of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Cross, that's, that's well said. And, and Jerry, first of all, Terry and I, I'd like to congratulate you on your career, Taylor Automotive family. I mean, you, you're a leader. You stand for the right things. Your work ethic, you're a role model of people uh, in the corporation. Um, you should be very proud of what you've accomplished. Kind of piggyback off what Terry said, you know, it, we really are so fortunate to work for uh, Mr. Taylor and Steve. I, I've had great jobs in my life. I've been fortunate to have great. I honestly can tell you I've never worked for a better boss than Steve Taylor. Uh, I mean, that's just a fact. The way he treats you, and, of course, Mr. Taylor, too, the way he treats you, um, the way he cares about your success, uh, it, it is truly remarkable. Um, it's fun to go to work every day because we get to do, the Taylors do so many great things in our community. They help so many people, and especially during this virus. I mean, you know, they've been out, we, they've had Terry and I go out and, and help people that are food insecure. You'd be shocked at how many people are food insecure during this virus. It, it's been incredible what they do. Uh, the privilege to work with Terry. Uh, he's one of the best people I've ever worked with. Uh, and uh, I think together, uh, we've been able to form a team that goes out in the community, represents all of the Taylor Automotive family the way that you'd like to be represented, helping others and doing good things. So it's a dream job, Jerry. You know, one of the things that I found in it, again, springboards off what you were talking about, is 
is there there's a sincerity about um, Steve and, and his dad, Mr. Taylor, uh, about wanting you to succeed. Right. You know, they, they truly yeah. want to succeed. And, and I think that if more employers would, would take on that role to truly ask and sincerely ask, what do you want to accomplish? What, what's your dream vacation? What's your, you know, what, what are some of the things that, that make you tick? Because time off, you know, some people are motivated by time off. Some people are motivated by money. Not everybody's motivated by money. Money's nice, absolutely. But um, they truly want to know what you want to accomplish and they want to see you succeed. And, and that, that's very sincere from, from the, their respect, you know. It, yes. so like, you said, like you said, the best, best um, people I've ever worked with. And I, and I think that that's what Steve would tell you. He's, you know, I don't work for Steve. I work with Steve. Cherry, <laughs> that's a great point. And, you know, I know you had great military service, and we thank you for your service to the country. But, you know, you're a leader, but you understand following other leaders. And, and why do you follow somebody in a corporate structure? You follow them because they communicate to you that they really, truly care about you, you, your family, your future. And when a leader communicates that, you know, you will go to the wall for them and anything that they ask you to do. And I think that's the key to what Steve and Mr. Taylor do. They communicate that to you. And, and another uh, uh, facet to that is uh, in the corporate world, sometimes you're actually treated as a number. Um, and within the Taylor automotive family structure, you're not treated as a number. You're more so treated as a family member. And that is a big difference. They generally care about you. They'll go to bat for you. They want to make sure that you succeed in the best way you possibly can. And there's 100% support there for each and every one of us. So, and it's not just Steve and his dad. The entire Taylor Motive Automotive family, is, we, we are pretty much all closely knit. Okay, we, we support each other. So, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable the feeling uh, that, that you get, you know, for working for the family as a whole. Absolutely. So, hey, Tom, you uh, spent 35 years in sports broadcasting and very accomplished. I mean, I could go on and there's a long list of accomplishments that you've done. And, and I know um, you're a very humble man, so you're not going to uh, take a lot of that and pat yourself on the back. Uh, we, we like to, I think all three of us share the same thing and we like to um, redirect and deflect those compliments because it, it's not about us. It's about who right. we're interacting with. Um, but I, I did learn something a long time ago from a, a mentor that said, why can't you just say thank you? So I, I started adopting that instead of redirecting or deflecting compliments. Yep. Why, why can't you just say thank you? So just thank you and then move on. So, <laughs> I like it, Jerry. I'm going to steal that, Jerry. Right. Hey, you steal away, brother. Anything you okay. do, I got, you got. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, your, your broadcasting career and what advice you'd give somebody interested in maybe TV and radio. Uh, well, I, I really saw it as a privilege. And by the way, I think what I mean, I still teach a broadcasting class and uh, uh, Steve lets me do it. It's a Steve Taylor uh, broadcasting class at St. John's where the St. John's Jesuit with the kids is sponsored by Taylor, but uh, one class, but um, what you're doing, Jerry, quite honestly, is the future of broadcasting. Uh, I, get, I get constantly people that come up and say, you know, how do I get into broadcasting? And uh, it's different today. 
what you're doing is the cutting edge of broadcasting. You're creating your own podcast, have your own successful show. You're reaching out to people. You're making a difference in their lives with information and thoughts and ideas. And that really is the future of broadcasting. Your, your iPhone or your laptop or your computer, uh, everybody's going to be, if they want, uh, their own broadcaster, which you know, you're successfully doing. But um, I just dumb lucked into BCSN. Uh, uh, I did, uh, I did uh, the game of the week for Buckeye Cable was one game, and uh, I did it for five years. And uh, when, uh, when BCSN started, they came to me and they said, well, you're on doing football, did color one game a week. And they said, hey, you're not horrible. Uh, do you want to do uh, BCSN? And, and uh, Cross has heard me say this a few times, but my mom told me a long time ago, when people ask you if you'd like an opportunity at something, she said, you say yes, because the worst thing that happened to you is uh, you learn, and maybe you learn you're not that good at it, but you still learn and you grow and you develop. So when they asked, I said yes, and it turned into a 20-year career. So I was just stupidly lucky, and uh, I listened to what my mom had said. Yeah, commit first, commit first and figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I'm stealing that one, too. I like that. I don't take credit for that. I got that from Grant Cardone, so in the 10X rule that works. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, commit first, figure it out later. Even Yeah, and there's a lot of time. And you guys probably do this a lot, and you don't even yeah. realize it because you're just like okay yeah i'll do it i don't know when i'm gonna be able to find the time. <laughs> that's, Jerry, that's right yeah cross yeah. will tell you that's right yeah that's awesome so terry well, uh, toledo well, i tell you what jerry we've committed to some things recently that we will probably <laughs> never do again <laughs> but you probably learned something right yes we did oh we heard we learned a whole lot. <laughs> right on. So, Terry, let's talk a little bit about your uh, basketball career, man. You got you played very successful in Toledo um, in high school, very successful at Tennessee in college. Uh, right. So did a little stint in the NBA and then 13 years over, overseas and uh, had yeah. set a Guinness Book of World Records when you were overseas, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. That's so correct. You had a, have a lot, of, a lot of teams that you worked with and so, – so give us a little insight on what, what it takes to be successful with teamwork. Well, you know, hey, uh, you know, I've been truly blessed, Jerry. And, uh, you know, th thanks for asking me. I really appreciate that. I get asked the same question all the time. I had a, you know, a pretty significant year over in Europe. Uh, I did some things. I broke some records. So I was very fortunate there. Uh, the experience of, of, of learning different cultures. Uh, living in different parts of the world, uh, that's really, really helped me to uh, mature and develop to another level. Uh, you know, the Guinness Book of Records, that was just, you know, a game where every shot that I took, uh, that particular night went in. Uh, it didn't matter if it was from two foot, uh, feet to, to 32 feet. You know, it's just one of those games. I was on fire. Um, and luckily and blessed again to, uh, to come out of that game scoring 73 points at the time. It set a British record. Uh, I shot over 60% in that game. So it wasn't just like I was gunning. I was shooting the ball, but they were going in. And, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience. You know, no three-point line was in at the time. And so... 
Uh, it could have been a lot more if the three-point line was instilled at that time. So yeah. Yeah. It, it was a great life experience. Terry, can I tell you, uh, I think Terry had the greatest performance. I've been in sports for a long time. The greatest performance um, I've ever seen in a four-day span in high school. Uh, he, I coached against Terry when I was at St. John's Jesuit. We played in the Shoe Bowl, and Terry played for DeVilvis. And we had a good team. I mean, we were a good football team. And Terry rushed for, I don't know, he's got the number, but 328, somewhere in there, four scores. And, and, and we had a good team, and they beat us pretty significantly. And all I saw that day in the sideline coaching was the bottoms of Terry's shoes as he ran right by me on our sideline. And I saw it a lot. And uh, four days after that game, you know how it takes, Jerry, you're an athlete, you understand this, how it takes – to change from football muscles to basketball muscles, it's different coordination and it's different. Yeah. It's just very different. It usually takes most athletes about 10, 10 days, two weeks yeah. to get me that transfer. Four days later, Terry plays uh, Scott, one of the best basketball teams in the state at that time, and against Truman Clater, who uh, I don't know if you know that name, but Truman was an All-American at Kentucky. And uh, Terry scored 38 four days later against Truman Clayton and one of the best teams in the state. I have never seen a performance like that in two sports in four days in the history of Toledo athletics. Thanks a lot, Tom. I appreciate that. Sam. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Yeah, there you go. You learned something. You said thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <Instead of> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, hey, October next month is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I know you guys uh, – um, feel very strongly about what's going on in, in the community as far as uh, trying to eradicate uh, cancer. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I think that there's a metaphor in there too. Um, I think there's a, there's a cancer in our society, not just a cancer that's, you know, in, in people's body, but there's a cancer yeah. in society. So when I was reading that, Terry, I, I thought of that metaphorically because I, I think that there's a lot of things that you guys are doing, giving back to the community are helping uh, give people hope uh, yes. in eradicating some of the, the social disorder that's going on right now as well. But um, so what is, what are some things that you guys are doing with uh, uh, breast cancer awareness month? Go ahead, Cross. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. You're good. You can okay. go ahead. Um, well, first of all, uh, we had uh, with the Susan G Coleman um, organization, which is incredible. We had, uh, you know, Michael Watt, who's a, a great uh, leader at Taylor, at uh, Taylor Cadillac. His wife, Gretchen, uh, is very much involved uh, in the organization. She's one of their leaders. Uh, Steve and Terry and I and Nick uh, Marconi just had her on recently in our Taylor TV, our community connection. And uh, she did a great job talking about how important this organization is and the difference they make in women's lives. And, of course, Taylor's going to make a significant donation to Coleman, we uh, we shot um, uh, an interview for them also that I think Channel Eleven did. Um, so we're, we're trying we're trying to help them in every way possible. We also have Light the Night, which is uh, where Terry's a co-chair uh, of the, which is lymphoma and uh, uh, lymphoma uh, and cancers, uh, all blood cancers, and uh, we're also doing Real Men Wear Pink. Terry's a co-chair of that, which uh, we're going to do at all of our dealerships. Uh, have a whole week where our staff is wearing pink, 
Uh, Terry said he's got a pink sport coat he's going with. I, I, wanna, I want some video of that. But really, we have, Jerry, tried to reach out and help, uh, you know, cancer. Uh, I think I saw the stat that a third of all the women in the United States, unfortunately, will experience cancer in their lives. And half the men in the United States uh, at some time will experience cancer in their lives. So it's obviously devastating. And Taylor is trying to do everything we can to help out. Yeah, we really, uh, really appreciate all you guys' efforts in going out there and making making some some moves and making action and and uh, work, working out in the community. You know, the three C's that um, kind of is our mantra is, is uh, customers, coworkers, and community. And um, right. we see you guys out there um, making some some big changes in people's lives, and it's it's really yeah. admirable. And, and it's you know what, Jerry, uh, just on the tail end of. Uh, what both of you just said, Tom and uh, yourself, uh, it, it's so gratifying that, uh, you know, we could sort of be selected to to lead this charge in representation of Taylor Automotive family. So we're really proud about that. Uh, it, again, it's not about us. You know, one of the, uh, one of the uh, major changes in my mindset as I become more mature, uh, is the fact that you know what it's like when you're, you're an athlete, you know, uh, we kind of been on center stage for quite some time, you know, we receiving the accolades, the awards, but as you gravitate towards life and uh, you realize it's not about you, it's more about others, it's such a gratifying feeling to be able to, to give rather than receive. So that's been, a that's been a motivating factor for me. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. So, Terry, what's uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Well, I've received a lot of great advice. In fact, at eleven o'clock today, I, I I received some of the most important information from. Uh oh, but uh, here's here's where I will go with this. Uh, I've had several coaches uh, in my life. Uh, some I liked more than others, but I think uh, the significant thing that I learned is if you want to be one of the best, you got to outwork the rest. Yeah. And uh, yes, and so that's that's kind of been stuck in my mind. So when others were sleeping, or others were out partying, or others were doing whatever they do, you know, as human beings, I was uh, really focused mentally on being the best. I, mean, I used to go in my backyard uh, when Gail Sears was playing for the Chicago Bulls, which bless his soul, he just passed away the yeah, other day. Yep. Uh, yes, and I used to practice his moves or, you know, watch uh, a basketball game, or Walt Frey, right, Clyde Frazier, Earl the Pearl. I would go on the playground and shovel snow, six foot of snow off the playground, and actually be out there till my ball froze. I couldn't dribble, but I could still shoot it. Okay, so it was like a 20 pound basketball. Okay, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would like to encourage the, the younger people out there uh, with this quote, this statement. My coach has always instilled to me if. You want to be the best, you have to outwork the rest. So, I love it. I love it. I'm stealing that one. 
So, hey, Tom, uh, you had a great coaching career. We talked a little bit off, off air about uh, some of the people that you interacted with uh, coaching. So what, what, uh, what would you say if you had to pick out one athlete that you coached in your 30-plus years of coaching, who, who would you say that was the one that stands out? Well, it's kind of an interesting story, uh, Jerry, to me. Uh, I coached, in, and a lot of people probably won't know this, but I coached a young man named Rob Chudzinski, who uh, at, one, at one time was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. But he was a, a tight end for me at uh, St. John's Jesuit, uh, about 6'4", 212, somewhere in that area. Had the best pair of hands I've ever coached in football, ever. Uh, but not real fast. He ran about a 4'8", 4'9", 40. And, uh, and, and uh, he was incredible. Um, but he got zero offers from anybody. Nobody. He couldn't get a walk-on at the University of Toledo. And he was all city. He was all, you know, they all, they all look at the numbers. Cross knows this. They just look at the numbers, yeah. you know, and they miss so many great people. So uh, at the end of the season, we played Bowser. Bowser had a really good football team back in the day. We played him down there, Bowser Bowl. And uh, Chudzinski caught four or five touchdown passes for about 240 yards total, one-handed grabs. So, you know, just an incredible display. The University of Miami of Florida was looking at a wide receiver from Bowser who had great speed, was a good receiver, tall, lanky, tremendous speed. And they're watching the film, and Jimmy Johnson's looking at the film, and Jimmy says, he's watching this guy make all these one-handed grabs, and he's saying, who is this guy? And his coach just said, we have no idea who that is. And he says, well, you better go find out. So they found out it was Rob Chodzinski. They went to St. John's, and uh, Jimmy Johnson finally shows up there, and he tells, he offers uh, Chud a full ride to Miami. Chud's wow. a really smart kid, and he says, Coach, why would you offer me a full ride when no one else is giving me a scholarship? No one. I, I can't even get a walk-on someplace. It was the right question to ask. And Jimmy looked at pregnant pause again. Jimmy looks at Chud. He says, well, I'll tell you why. He says, you're almost a 4.0 student. You know, you're positive in your community. You're a leader on your team. He says, we're going to be able to take you around Miami and introduce you to people, introduce you to businesses, have you speak at events. He says, we've got some other guys that they're great players, but, you know, we have a little trouble taking them out in the general public sometimes. So that's what you'll be doing. But he goes, I, I don't want to misinform you. You will never play for us. So Chud said, okay, he wanted an education. He shows up at Miami as a tight end on their depth chart. He was 12, 12 on the depth chart. Wow. Wow. Things happen. Four or five tight ends got hurt. couple left school. You know, long story, boom, boom, boom. Third game into the season, Rob Chudzinski, freshman, 12th tight end on the depth chart, is a starting tight end for Miami Hurricanes. I think they went on to win two national championships. And Chud, for a long time, held all their tight end receiving records. Uh, that was probably the most interesting coaching story that I have for you, Jerry. That's awesome. It, remind, it reminded me of – I had Jerry Blevins, who's a Major League Baseball pitcher on the show a few months back. And – we were talking about Mike Piazza and Mike Piazza is in the hall of fame as a catcher, but Mike Piazza was in double a ball. And, but Mike Piazza's dad knew Tommy Lasorda. And as a favor, he gave him a shot to come into the majors. And then now he's in the hall of fame. So, I mean, you, you just never know. You, like, like Terry talked about, you know, you outwork everybody. 
Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You just you just continue to believe and expect great things and and keep keep working, keep doing. Yeah. It. That's that's a great story. Thanks for sharing. Um, so this one's questions for both of you. Then we're going to wrap up. What what uh, what motivates you? You know, I I can I can teach you, I can coach you, I can encourage you, but I can't motivate you. You have to self motivate. So what motivates you? Go ahead, Cross. Hey, you know what? There there are several things that that really really motivate me. But what what kind of sticks out for me? Uh, and and again, I will re reflect back to. Uh, the things I really enjoy doing in my life uh, currently, and I've, I've kind, of, kind of transformed into this person maybe 20 years ago uh, when I was actually 40 years old. Uh, you know, hey, um, you know, Jerry, you know I'm not, you know, you, you guys didn't catch that one. You, you didn't quite catch that one. <laughs> and you're 60. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I said I'm 40 years old now, so 20 years ago when I was 20. Yeah, right. No, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but on a serious note, um, again, it, it, it is about being motivated, and I love doing this. I, I love people. Okay, and it's it's about being motivated and waking up every day to serve somebody that's in need of whatever that might be, okay? So again, I reflect back, I get so much enjoyment and self-satisfaction to be able to help other people. So again, right now, this world, we need givers, we don't need takers, you know? And so that's a really motivating factor for me that um, at this stage of my life, What's the job that I have at Taylor Automotive? What's the role that I play in the community? I'm able to do that. So what motivates me now is to uh, have that opportunity each and every day to give rather than receive. Perfect. Love it. What about you, Tom? Jerry, you know, it's um, I get to go to work every day. Obviously, Terry, it comes through in a podcast. Terry's energy and positivity comes through. I get to work with him every day, and, and that's contagious. Steve has never had somebody bring him a bad idea. I've never had a boss that you can just walk in his door at any time and throw an idea out, you know. And, and, and never, never once did Steve ever say, oh, that's a, that's a crummy idea. Get the, get the heck out of here. Uh, Nick Marconi, uh, Ed McNeil, all positive guys. So I think, it's a, I think it's a positive thing, Jerry. That motivates me. And, just one, not to be political, but one, uh, one saying that always meant a lot to me was uh, uh, John Kennedy once said that one person can make a difference and everyone should try. And I kind of believe that. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's great. So that, that's, uh, that's a great piece of advice, too. You know, you don't know what one word for somebody, how it can shift their life. You know, yes. That, that could be a positive or a negative. You could, you could. Right. You know, um, but yeah, just be, being mindful and intentional about uh, making a positive impact in the, in, in the community and people. Yeah, that's what we I think we all three share that same sentiment. Um, all right, so how do, how do you want to be remembered? <laughs> Cross, you take this apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I just want to be remembered as, a, you know, um, a, a pretty good athlete. 
but one that loves people genuinely, and, and, and I genuinely do. Uh, but more important than any of those I've just mentioned, just that I'm a good person, uh, I'm compassionate about the welfare of other people. Uh, it's not about me. It's never been about me. It's always been about somebody else. You know, I didn't rush for all those hours in high school if I didn't have an offensive line that allowed me to do that, okay? So, uh, and, and really just to uh, be remembered as a, a person really who's had the opportunity to travel uh, throughout the world, but he chose to come back home uh, in his life and to give back to those same communities that he grew up in. So, uh, I think, you know, myself, I think that's pretty honorary that I feel that way. And I'm just blessed to have that opportunity. Perfect. How about you, Tom? How do you want to be remembered? Uh, that's a, you've asked great questions here today, Jerry, and I know how hard that is. I've done a few interviews in my day, and you really have asked some great questions. Uh, I think it's two things for me. Uh, it's number one, to be authentic, that, you know, you, you are who you purport to be, number one. And then secondly, I, I think there are times in all of our lives, and maybe especially more today than any time, where you're going to be challenged to uh, maybe go against the grain, to go against uh, popular beliefs. Or uh, I would like to think that I would have the courage to stand up and say what I think and say what I believe. I think that's really important. Certain times in your life you're asked to stand up and be accountable, regardless of the pressure, regardless of you know, consequences in some respects. Uh, I think being authentic and being able to stand up when it counts. Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I know you got a busy schedule and you got a lot of things going on. I know, Tom, you said you got a couple more Zooms you got you to gotta do today. And then, uh, Terry, I'm sure you got to – I was talking to Ed McNeil the other day, and he was telling me about – um, you guys send a report to him yes, yes. Steve, about what your agenda is. And he was just like, there's how do, how do these guys fit all this stuff in there? You know, but we all get the same 24 seven and the excuses are like noses. Everybody has one and they all blow. We <laughs> <laughs> always find excuses why we're not doing something. But you guys don't, don't seem to have that problem. So um, again, I really appreciate you taking the time and then uh, we'll wrap up here and uh, just remember yesterday's history Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call yes. it that. Yes. You know what, Jerry? I just want to say to you, thank you very much. I admire so much the work you're doing down there, man. Uh, I know that we follow and support each other on social media platforms. And uh, yeah, I just want you to know that uh, I have your back 100%. Thanks for having me on the show. You're doing a great job there. And if you ever need uh, Tom and I to come down here, and do something jointly with you, uh, we will be more than happy to do that. I'll take you up Jerry, on that. Jerry, it's an honor to be on your show. Kudos to you. Uh, not only what you're doing on your podcast, which is great, but also yes. the body of work that you've provided at Taylor Automotive Family. I think that every good corporation or business needs role models. Uh, uh, people don't understand. Adults need role models, not just kids, mm -hmm. but adults mm -hmm. need role models. People to show up, have the work ethic, Cross is shaking his head. He knows what I'm talking about. Show up, do the work, do it right, uh, stand up for the right things and our leaders, and you exemplified that. It's an honor to be on with you. You guys make it a great day.